Welcome to the table. We are the deck of many queers, just a group of queer folk gathered around to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Deck of Queers, on Spotify, on Instagram, and online at deckofqueers.com. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna get right on into it. So, for last, our festivities enjoying adventures had found themselves. Uh, they were in Rosewood, the town on the Palthera River on Primrose Lake. And you guys had found yourselves in the March of the Stag God, a fall festivities event uh, that is about uh, masculine fertility, it's about hunting, um, it's a bit about showing off, it's a bit about having a good time, and um, yeah. You guys participated in some games, Verlian won the arm wrestling competition, uh, and then a little bit later the uh, Robin's Egg drinking game. Uh, while a few of you participated getting more or less tipsy, were in Flint's case a little drunk. Um, and, uh, you guys found yourselves, uh, or ran and found themselves in the march itself that formed at the end of the night, uh, as sunset began to fall. And that is where we pick up today's session. So, as you guys are... Kind of gathered around the hunters as a, a the whole town is kind of gathered around the hunters, kind of cheering them on. Um, there is a uh, there's a pause as you see uh, Lord Goddess and Lady Goddess, who you guys had just won the drinking competition from uh, in participating with the Lord and Lady you haven't met before. Um, a no man and a dwarf woman um, uh, come through, and they begin announcing so friends and family and all of those in between my dear fellows tonight is the night of the hunt and there's a bit of applause the rules are quite simple those participating i see we have one two three four five six participants tonight are hunters and someone new to uh these festivities or at least to our town here we have our dear friends and family to some of you. We'll be participating in tonight's Night of the Hunt. The rules, again, are simple. You go out there, you come back with whatever you can find. One find each, and the one with the biggest find is going to be the winner of this year's festivities. I hope you've all enjoyed, and he looks over at, like, um, his wife, she nods, and he looks towards the, the sunset, and he kind of waits a moment. And it's just as the sun is dipping down that he says, BEGIN! And the other hunters uh, start striding away from the village in different directions. Let me put on... night's music so the group of townsfolk watch as the hunters begin to leave Rohanan you begin to leave town as well um, as you are kind of making your way out of town the sound of the festivities the bit of drums the bit of music is still kind of in the background fading as you get further and further away 
Um, in going into the plains of the Highhurst Valley that immediately surround the town of Rosewood, you've been in some parts of these before, coming having come down from the north, um, and you do see the road. Um, but yeah, as everybody is spreading out uh, to go on their hunt, some people heading a bit to the uh, west, some heading uh, directly north, some heading a bit east. Which direction would you like to head? Um, I think Rannan's going to head north. Okay. And um, before they do, like, as the other hunters are, like, leaving, uh, Rannan will uh, uh, go down to, to Duchess and can't speak with animals and say, um, Duchess, I'm going to be away for a while. I need you to stay with uh, your auntie Berlian, all right? I'll be back in the morrow. She's just over there. Are you sure? I'm I sure. can come with you. I know. Tailwag. Uh, this is something I need to do on my own, all right? A little pout, but an affirmative. Yeah. And okay. Then, uh, and that just kind of waddles over to Verlian, sits next to her. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Rannon will make their way north. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you begin heading north into the night. As you are um, heading, uh, how, how far out do you want to head? How many minutes or how many miles before you want to start making a search of the area? Um... I think Rannon wants to get a good, like, five or so miles, and, okay. like, far enough away from, like, civilization, as it were, right? Sure. As you head out, um, you do see a couple of the horse farms that surround the outskirts of Rosewood. Uh, you've passed by them before. Um... As you get to the five mile or so mark, um, the sun has fully set. It is dark out now. Um, and, uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a survival roll. Okay. 17 plus 6. 23? 23. Okay, let me just make a couple rolls here. Okay. Um, so, as you are heading out, you pass by uh, the largest of the horse farms here. Um, you don't know who owns it, but it's a large stately estate. And you begin entering into a small thicket that is near the edge of this property. And you begin looking around for signs of creatures and you pretty much expect to find the usual tracks of um, of deer, foxes, rabbits, and the like. Uh, but as you are starting to look around, uh, there is a small patch where there's like a, a small creek that kind of runs through the side here. And there's a bit of mud off on one side, and you kind of approach it and start looking. And there are some tracks here. 
There are definitely some tracks, but they're very strange-looking tracks. They don't really look like a stag or anything. They look more like... Weirdly enough, they look sort of like that of an overgrown chicken? Huh. Can I tell how recent the... They look very recent. Okay. And uh, you see that as you look and kind of look a little bit more carefully, um, you have dark vision, correct? I do, yeah. Yeah, with your dark vision, um, you can see that there are patches, because you can only see in, in, um, in black and white, if I recall. Um, yes. So you see that there are some patches in the mud that are a bit darker than others, and you kind of run your finger through it and smell it, and it smells coppery. It smells like blood. Okay. Uh, Ranan will try to follow these tracks. Okay. Um, you begin following the tracks, and pretty quickly these tracks lead um, with your 23, which is very high. Um, you follow these tracks, and they, they kind of lead around, and they follow this thin creek. And they seem to follow back up towards the estate, towards this horse farm. Following them along the edge of the horse farm, you see that a lot of the horses are out to graze, and there are a few shapes here that are uh, clearly horses that are just milling about. Um, but you see that amongst all of these shapes, Lingering at the edge of the fence line where there's a big underbrush of um, bushes, there is another shape kind of hunched over. And it looks very strange. It, it doesn't look like anything you've seen before. Okay. Um, they're going to try and get closer without alerting. It. Right, make a stealth check for me. Okay, okay, okay. Uh... Fourteen plus six, modify twenty. Modify twenty, okay. As you make your way closer, you begin seeing that. The back of this creature uh, looks like from it are protruding these kind of long spines and feathers. And you see that there's this long whipping tail that almost whips in the same way as a cat's tail would whip while stalking prey. And you see that around this hump of a back, there are these two appendages that look kind of leathery. And they almost look like wings that are kind of wrapped around itself. And you see this kind of long neck that's kind of poking a little bit out from the bushes. And you see these kind of beady eyes that just seem to be staring at these horses, kind of flipping back and forth looking at these horses. You get about 20 feet away from this creature. And you see that it has this kind of long, gnarly beak. Um, but the overall size of this creature um, is is kind of like that of a, a, a dog. It's mechanically a small creature, um, but it definitely looks oversized for the prince that it's leaving. 
Does it look like it can fly? It, those things that are kind of wrapped around kind of look like wings. Okay. And you see, okay. um, as the horses are kind of milling about, there is um, there are a couple of ponies as well. Uh, quite a few ponies and mules. Um, and one of these ponies kind of pulls a little bit away from the pack a bit to graze and kind of come near the river that runs through the enclosure. And you see as this creature's head kind of just very slightly tilts towards this lone pony. And it kind of like, its tail kind of whips and then goes very still and its back kind of moves a little bit like a cat that's kind of aiming its attention at something. Um, do I get the sense that this creature might be young for whatever it is? Or is there, an, is there no way of me to know? Um, make a survival check. Oh my goodness. Um, 26. 26. Okay. Um, with a 26, um, you have not seen this creature before, but having seen its, you have seen its description before, you've heard it described by some of the hunters from where you are, um, where you've come from, and they have described creatures like this before. They have described a cockatrice before. A chicken-like creature with wings that is capable of flight, that has some feathers, that has some spines on it, that feasts on creatures far larger than it. They are nasty and hateful and will eat just about anything. Would I know so would I know if this is like a, a fully grown cockatrice or Um, based on what you've read, this is probably fully grown. Okay. Um, um I have any... heard that there are some that are exceptionally larger. Uh -huh. Um I'm sorry, hold on one second. Let me double check a note real quick. Um Yeah, you have heard that some grow larger than their normal size when they are in environments that are rich with game. But this looks like what you've heard of a, a normal full-sized one, but doesn't look like one that's overgrown. Um, Rhiannon's going to hunt his market. And then... I think they're going to try and scare it. How do you want to scare it? Uh, I think they will... <laughs> in their best uh, dog, bark at it. Okay. Uh, you do a, a, a big old bork, and um, from only about 15, 20 feet away, an immediate this thing, like, its head pokes straight up, and it turns towards you, um, and its body turns away, and it, like, with its head still kind of facing you, it starts jolting the opposite direction. I'm gonna follow it. Okay, uh, you follow it, and, uh, as it sees you following it, it turns its head away, and it begins batting its wings, and it starts taking flight. <sighs> okay, um, 
They're going to try and clip its wing. Okay. You hear, uh, go ahead and make an attack roll. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, that is a 12 plus 8. Uh, modify 20. By 20. Yeah, as you uh, fire this arrow into its wing, you hear this, like, ungodly squawk. Uh, and as it just squawks very loudly, you hear, uh, you see as it tries to kind of, you haven't, uh, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, 12 piercing and, uh, 4 hunter's mark. Um, yeah. You do manage to kind of clip its wing, and it tries to, like, address the fact that one of its wings are badly injured, and it kind of starts falling. It's not able to recalibrate itself, uh, and it starts just running as soon as it lands and hits the ground. It starts trying to run, but its running speed is only 20 feet. Yeah, so... Rhandon's going to try and keep up with it. Like, in Rhandon's mind, this if, if this is, like, there's, there's got to be, like, a bigger one, so Rhandon's going to try and follow this back to the bigger one and bring the big one back. That's their thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you hear it squawking in the night, and you see out of the corner of your eyes the horses have spooked, and um, they're just kind of running all over the place. And as this thing is squawking away, um, go ahead and make me a perception check. Oh, 14 plus 6. Modified 20? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you hear somewhere in the night, in the distance, a resounding other squawking noise. Does the one I've marked seem to be heading towards that? Yes. Yeah, my hand's gonna follow. Okay. Uh, as you are following it, go ahead and give me an athletics check. Okay. As you start to enter terrain, that's, like, a little bit more difficult. Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, easily enough. Uh, it's not that difficult, it's just slightly difficult terrain as you kind of cross through a section of the thicket and, ju and jump over the, the creek that's become a little bit wider. And this creature is heading to the far edge of this particular field where there is a larger thicket. And, yeah, you are heading that way. Um, as... As you do, you hear another resounding squawk, and this one seems like it's even closer. And you see, uh, for a second, just your quarry just chasing it, and you hear this other squawk again, even closer, and it seems to be getting closer and closer, louder and louder. And then you hear, and then there's a moment of silence as you're chasing this thing, other than the sound of the leaves underneath your feet crunching and the twigs and branches breaking as you give chase to this thing. And this little this little one stops very suddenly and, like, tries to hide behind, like, a tree into a bush. It, like, jumps into a bush. And you find yourself almost tripping as you enter this section of this forest where there it appears to be um, a nest a very large nest built into the, the side of this tree that's partially on the ground, partially up the tree, where the tree has, like, started to fall, but it's, like, at a very strong angle. And the nest is kind of built partially over it so that it creates this little underneath den. And the squawk has gone, the squawk has gone quiet. 
And as this little one tries to hide under a bush that's near this strange um, covered den that kind of goes up and over the tree uh, and over the other side like a veil, you see this large head poke itself out. It looks very similar to the other one, but much larger. And you hear this loud squawking noise as this thing barks out a noise and immediately sees you because you've come, you haven't tried to stealth on your way into here. Yeah, Yeah, Rhannon grins. Um... And we'll fire uh, an arrow at it. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, give me an attack roll. Uh, um, God, maths. 15 plus 8. Uh, 20-something. 20 23. Um, yeah, 23 will definitely hit. Okay. Um, dealing 11 piercing. Okay. So, go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So, as you pierce into this creature's side as this thing starts to come out you pierce into the side of its neck one of your arrows it immediately just bats these big wings as it emerges and starts kind of flying up out of it um but you are first to act okay um yeah they're gonna go for another arrow okay roll the hit um 17 17 will hit Okay, 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 okay. Uh, ten. And okay. Alright, is that your turn? Um, and it's, it's starting to move towards me, you said? Uh, it's starting to fly up out. Okay. Of its little den. Yeah, um, that's their turn. Okay, uh, as the second arrow comes in next to the first, some blood begins dribbling out of its neck and it squawks loudly and then its wings begin batting and this one uh, is much larger than the first Uh, it kind of steps out and begins flying up into the air um, with its full 40 feet five speed movement Um, and it is definitely gonna try to dive bomb you Um, so Uh, that is going to be a modified 20 to hit. That hits. Um, how do I calculate AC without armor on? Um, it is your... It is 10 plus your dexterity modifier. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, let me find my... Nice, here we go. Okay, so it is um, going to dive bomb you with its beak uh, and try to peck at your uh, at your shoulder. Um, uh, that's going to be six points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen succeeds. 
Uh, you feel as this thing bites into your shoulders, your limbs begin to lock into place for a second, but you shake it off. Um, it is your turn. This thing is right on you. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I guess I will cast a Zephyr Strike and disengage away from it 40 feet and then okay. fire another arrow at it. Okay. All right, roll to hit. So I have advantage, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven hits. Okay. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen points of damage. Okay. Yeah, as you fire in, um, as this thing is like trying to peck at your neck, um, as you move away, it. You disengage so it's not able to actually get at you and you fire an arrow like into its throat uh through its mouth and cheek and it begins to just like cough on itself like <coughs> like choking a little bit but it is still up is that your turn uh yeah that's my turn all right this thing is going to scrape into the ground you've gone 40 feet back this thing is going to make a running charge at you um let's see here that's going to be Ooh, a 10 to hit. Uh, misses. Misses, okay. Uh, as this thing makes this running charge at you, its feet scraping into the ground, it just charges right past you. <laughs> <laughs> um, because with its running charge, its movement is doubled. So it like ends like right next to you, but like five feet behind you or so. Um, just behind you. Um, uh, and it is going to use... Um, uh, yeah, it's going, I'm so sorry, uh, no, it can't do that right now, it can't do that right now, because it's its turn, never mind, um, okay, it's your turn, um, <laughs> this I... thing's not looking good at all, I'm gonna disengage from it again, another 40 feet, and then, uh, fire another arrow, can you, disengage is an action, um, uh, with Zephyr Strike, it's, um, is Zephyr Strike a one-time thing, or is it a concentration? The force damage is the one-time thing, but the rest of it's concentration, I believe. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attack, so it's not technically disengaging. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I just move away for you. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, and attack. Uh... Thirteen? Thirteen does not hit, unfortunately, as your arrow whizzes by this thing. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Alright. It, it, like, it still looks like it's going to come after me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, that's that turn. Okay. Uh, it is going to turn around, uh, and uh, I'm so sorry. At the end of it, at the end of your turn, it's going to take a legendary action because <laughs> oh you decided to hunt the big one. <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Um, 
Uh, it's gonna take a, a legendary action to do like a, a wing burst attack. So it's going to, at the end of your turn, just get one of its wings and just whoosh its wing, and it's trying to uh, do it with such strength that it's gonna knock you over. I need you to make a strength saving throw. Uh, strength saving. 12. 12 is not quite enough. You needed a 13. Uh, you are knocked prone. Uh, and okay. it's going to use its action to um, make another charge attack against you. This one with advantage because you're prone. Um, 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Alright. Um... Oh! Ooh. 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 Um, you take, as this thing charges into you, uh, with its beak forward, it slams into your shoulder and, like, pierces through your shoulder, and it, like, rends out and upwards. Um, you take 15 points of piercing damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that is the end of its turn. Its beak is still, like, in you a little bit. Alright. Um, I need to make a concentration... Constitution. Uh, same. Yeah. Um. Sixteen. Sixteen succeeds, and you needed to make a Constitution save. Focus on your Zephyr Strike. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, the first 14? one was against something else. Yeah, fourteen succeeds. All right. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> who's looking worse? It or me? <laughs> it. Probably. Okay. Maybe. Okay. How much HP right. do you have? 14. It's looking a little bit worse than you, but barely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to use um, half my movement to get up, and then the other half to get 20 feet away. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm going to fire another arrow at it. Okay, roll the hit. Um, 17 to hit? 17 hits. Roll okay, damage. Okay, okay, okay. okay. 10 points of damage? 10 points of damage. Okay. As you pierce another arrow, this one into its stomach, um, it is bleeding out profusely, and it, as you kind of pull away, uh, your shoulder your shoulder smarts quite a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, you pierce this other arrow into it. It is still standing, but barely. Okay. Um, that's your turn. Uh, do I have any bonus actions? Uh... <laughs> can I blow that horn? <laughs> you can! You can, in fact, blow the horn. Right. Um, let me pull up. He's hoping it heals me. Okay, uh, let me just pull up the horn real quick. Um, so, uh... You blow the horn. Um, you are within 30 feet of it? Yeah, I am. Okay, so it needs to make a save. Okay. Um, it fails. This thing... Uh, okay. Um, so what you see, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, that's the end of my turn. What you see is this thing turn towards you. And then you somehow see this look of fear cross its face. 
and it like scrapes its feet into the ground like it is furious and it's like kind of leaning like it's trying to come towards you and then like backs away a little bit leaning forward and then backing away again this thing is frightened of you whoa yeah Rhannon looks down at the horn looks back up at the cockatrice and grins um yeah it is going to um, make a. It's going to make a wing attack thing against you. So make another strength save, but it's not going to be able to come closer to you. Um. Fourteen. Fourteen's what you need. Yeah. Okay. You are not knocked prone. It looks like it wants to come closer and tear your living throat out, but it just can't. It's it can't move closer to you. It's your okay. turn. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna fire another arrow at it. Alrighty. Uh, does a 16 hit? 16 hits, yeah. Okay. So, roll your damage. Uh, 11. 11, okay. How do you want to do this? Oh my god. Um, how do you want to kill it? I think they just want to kill it as like painlessly and efficiently as possible. Okay. So they're just gonna like fire the arrow and like like go for the where they think its brain might be. Okay. Uh, yeah. As it kind of like tilts its head a little to the side, you fire an arrow and it goes right through the temple, um, and it just pierces through the thing's skull and it just like falls over and it kind of twitches a little bit as it dies. It is dead. Okay. Uh, my hunter's mark is still up on the other one. Has it gotten any closer? No, it's been hiding. Okay. I'm just going to spend the next, you know, 24 hours dragging this huge-ass cockatrice back to Rosewood. Yeah. It'll definitely take some time. Um, it is a medium-sized creature. Um, so it will take some time for you to get it. It won't take 24 hours. Um, go ahead and give me a strength check. <laughs> uh, 10 minus 1, 9. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take you a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, it's going to take you most of the night. Um, yeah. So... Meanwhile, uh, the rest of you, uh, are you guys staying up? Are you guys going to bed? Are you guys, what do you guys want to do for the rest of the night? Eating and spoiling Duchess. Okay. <laughs> Easily enough. Right, we're both staying up, uh... just so we can wait for Rehanan to return. Alrighty. Would would we have seen the half hag at the festival? Since I know that Rohanan invited Sylvia. Well, Treasure doesn't, but I know out of character. Uh, at the festival, yeah, Sylvia was at the festival. Okay, if she was, could Treasure have gone up to her? Sure. She'll just kind of hold out the bag. <laughs> Can you, um, fix the paper in this? 
at you with not an ounce of surprise. <laughs> Takes the bag, sighs, looks at the paper, sighs, says, Your curiosity will be the death of you, hope you know that. I've lived so far, so we'll see how it goes from here. She just maybe takes the paper maybe and your mother will... bag. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Treasure would just still kind of like being irritated at her for the memory thing, just kind of like narrow her eyes and then just walk off. Okay. Easy enough. Alrighty. After that, she probably just gets drunk. Does whatever. Who knows? Alrighty, easily enough. Flynn Drew, anything you two want to do? Flynn drunk already? Yeah. Um, is there anything Druidy to do? Not much. Not much, really. Um. There's some stalls that sell like fruits and vegetables. There's some stalls that are selling like flower crowns and stuff, but not really much. Drew deserves a flower crown. <laughs> off distance, sweetest thing I can. Drew's gonna get a flower crown. Alright. I just cannot stop thinking about her wearing a flower crown now. Yeah, it's a copper. <laughs> That's all. Copper for a flower crown. Can I get one for everybody? Sure. I'm gonna give everybody flower crowd. <laughs> That's adorable. Alrighty. I'm just imagining you putting one on Flynn's head while Flynn is drunk. Yes. <laughs> I put one on everybody's head. I, I, I try my best to get flower crowns that match everybody's color scheme. Does he get one for Duchess? Yes, and one for Duchess. So okay. that's seven <laughs> That's adorable. Flowers are on top of Treasure's horns. <laughs> Can't yeah. quite put it around her head. Yeah, it's just like okay. seriously. But it's it's adorable nonetheless. Um yeah. Um the rest of you eventually most of you go to bed. Um it's around dawn. Um when uh some of the hunters begin making their ways back. Um, they've been up the whole night hunting. Um, you see as uh, some of the hunters come back with foxes. Uh, one person comes back with a giant stag. Um, a couple people come back with some rabbits. But most of them come back with... There's two foxes. Three foxes, actually. Um... A, uh, a giant stag and interestingly enough uh, one person uh, the eldest of them I, if I recall comes back with um, with a, a strange chicken like creature um, uh, which uh, he identifies as a dangerous cockatrice because he rolled really high as well <laughs> um, but it's not the biggest thing by far the gi he sees the giant stag and he's like ah oh, shit um and it's about an hour later when Rohanan is like, dragging this oversized cockatrice. And like, 
Fawick, who had the other cockatrice, is like drinking with one of the other hunters there with their hunts kind of like nearby and somebody kind of coming along and cataloging the hunt. And he just sets his, his ale down and he just goes, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> as Rohanan, uh, as the other hunters kind of get up to help Rohanan pull this thing the rest of the way across the field <laughs> and start congratulating you. Clearly it's going to be between you and the giant stag. And as you come up, this thing is definitely bigger than the giant stag. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, the, most of the people have gone to bed, um, but uh, Lord uh, and Lady Goddess uh, are woken up from their stay um, at a uh, at a nearby place, and uh, our uh, it's it's dawn, so everybody's kind of waking up around this time anyway, <laughs> and comes over uh, eventually as you guys are kind of cleaning your kills, and announces that you are most definitely. <laughs> The winner of tonight's night of the hunt, of this year's night of the hunt. <laughs> um, there is uh, some early morning people that are coming around to see who's won, and there's some cheering. Um, there's breakfast being fed out to everybody. Um, a couple of people are helping clean the kills. Uh, clearly, this around this time, um, a lot of the kills, especially the the stag kills, are used for food sources for the town. Um, people are coming and help cleaning them, starting to gut them, and uh, a couple of people are standing around your your, cock- your giant cockatrice and wondering what the fuck to do with this, because um, it's not normally meat. But um, you would you would uh, you would know that some people do eat these things, and it does taste like chicken. And as you explain that to them, they're like, "Oh, okay," um, and they start gutting it. Um, and uh, you are professed to be the winner of the night of the hunt you are told that you are celebrated with um free food and drinks for a week at uh the hungry fool um and that if you show up to uh let me find whose place um uh if you show up to uh, rosewood ironworks then janaith the local blacksmith also has whittling experience and will whittle a free engraving in your bow to kind of commemorate your victory. Uh, a free little engraving of a stylized hunt of creature of whatever the fuck this is, as they put it. Um, but you can get a free celebratory engraving on your bow if you wish to. Cool, yeah. Um, but yeah, free food and drinks for a week at the local tavern is is your reward, as well as just the ability to say that you've won a couple of these now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Rannan will like catch up with the others and they just look absolutely fucking exhausted. And like the wound that they have is still, you know Bleeding. doing wound things. <laughs> and the end is immediately going over as soon as she sees Rohanan and then his injuries and she is just Kyoons at second level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look exhausted. Uh, yeah, just gonna patch them up a little bit first. Okay. So that is sixteen points of healing. Thank you. Does Ro need any more healing points? Or is sixteen enough? Uh, sixteen is pretty good. That puts me at okay. 30, yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, 
Thank you. Um, no problem. Uh, well, there's um, free drinks and food free for the week. Um, free drinks and food is for you. I know, but, you know, Brandon would just go back and order lots of stuff and <laughs> share it out, right? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go collapse in my bed. Good plan. Duchess is over, like, linking, licking your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you kind of go to your bed, uh, as you're kind of, like, getting, um, getting ready for bed, Duchess, like, just, like, bad manners pushes you into bed. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that's, that's never gonna be not funny. Bad manners is, is a specific trick she's learning. <laughs> outside of the door, Verlien's placing a plate of meat. Just... The Duchess, when she wakes just up, just smells and starts pawing at the door. The <laughs> <laughs> sixth sense, just this, this bond that Verlien and Duchess now have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Duchess is like pawing at the door, waiting for you to get the door, Rohanan. Yeah, Rohanan will like groan, get up, get the door, <laughs> <laughs> and then go back to bed. Yeah, easily yeah. enough. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, so you've all had long rests, um, Rohanan later than the others, um, but yeah, um, you guys wake up eventually, and the night of the hunt is done. It is the day after, um, it is now, I believe, the second, uh, or the third, might be the third, I'll double check later, uh, of Fell Hunt. Fell Hunt? Yes, Bell Hunt. Bell Hunt. Um, yeah. And uh, the third, it's the third of Fell Hunt. Um, and you guys know that uh, you have some tasks to do. Um, some uh, You have some downtime. Uh, and um, yeah, you guys have a little bit of downtime here as a, you have about a week. A little under a week to do some downtime activities. Um, that you guys are free to. On the notice board. Yes. There was a lost child, and then there was goblins. Yeah, there was something about goblins. Um, uh, the notice board says. Where are our goblins? See Herschel in The Hungry Fool for details. Okay. That's going to be one of the downtime thing that Verlian's going to do then. Okay. So uh, you're going to go see Herschel, the yeah. uh, owner uh, and bartender of The Hungry Fool. Um, and you approach and ask about the goblins? Yeah. Yeah. Um... And he says, oh, well, um, uh, yeah, so, there's this goblin village just a day's out in Highhurst Valley. Now, now, don't get any bad ideas. They're actually friendly goblins, if you'd believe it. They trade with us, mostly animal furs and, and for some of the crops we grow. But Fewick, one of our hunters, he actually participated just last night in the hunt. Um, he caught that weird chicken thing, a small one, not the big one. Uh, mm-hmm. He trades with the goblins. Mostly our trades go through him, actually. Um, you might want to hear the story more from him, but he said that there was something wrong with the Goblin Village, and we haven't heard hide nor hair from them for a while. Uh, Fewick, 
and uh, he gestures over to Fawick, who is drinking. Uh, it's still early in the morning. And he's, like, kind of covered in a little bit of blood. It looks like he got a wound from his cockatrice fight earlier, but he's he's bandaged himself up. Um, uh, and the and Hershaw says, Tell him about the goblins! And Fawick says, Hey! Uh, you want to know about our goblins? Uh, yes, please. Well, I'm the one who visited them last, and the last I went there, they're... They weren't hiding her hair the lot. The village was deserted as if each of them had just gotten up and left. I investigated a little, but I didn't want to, like, intrude too much, you understand? There were still cauldrons over spits that looked like they'd gone out, stews in the cauldrons, and fish half-scaled on their little counters. Looks like they'd just gotten up and left, I tell you. Hmm. How long has it been since you last went? Uh, a little over a week now. Okay. Um. Which? How long does it take to get there? And which direction is that? I'm happy to go have a look and investigate for you if you'd like. It's uh north, uh, about a day's out of uh in Highhurst Valley. Okay. Thank I you. I wouldn't recommend going alone. Oh no, I'll, I'll ask my friends if they have anything they're wanting to do, and if not, maybe they'll want to join. I don't know. Alright, well, we'd be appreciating knowing what's happened to our little goblin friends. That mm -hmm. we would. Of course, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Thank you. And he kind of returns to his drink. Herschel nods at you. Well, the evidence in London then. Is, is anyone else? down drinking it's pretty early morning since you stayed up um this oh, is yeah. probably before you go back to bed yeah i think uh, at this point everybody else is still asleep i'm fairly just gonna go to bed then just Alrighty. Think about this um so uh you guys all wake up on the uh morning of the third um rohannon is still sleeping in from uh their their expedition into the wilds to fight a giant cockatrice. Um, and, uh, yeah, you guys all wake up to breakfast being served. And, um, Verlian has some... Verlian just looks like she has an announcement to make. <laughs> so, uh... Does anyone have anything they're planning on doing this week? Um, no? Yeah, I was just planning on making some extra gold while we were here. There's a goblin village that needs to be checked out, if any of you are interested. They're really nice goblins, apparently. They do trade. But they've disappeared, so I want someone to go and investigate. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with you. Yeah, really? sounds Thank like you. a worthwhile cause. We should all go together for things like this. I, uh, we sh we should stop splitting up so often. I agree, which is why I, I wanted to ask first. Everyone else in agreement that we do things together from now on? 
most uh, things, yes. Most things, yeah. yeah. I mean, things like this. Things that are dangerous. Most things, things, yes. (laughs) Okay. I guess that's as good as an answer I'm gonna get. (laughs) Yeah, Kayla had to step aside for just a second. I'm sure she has something... (laughs) snarky to say. Uh, do you mind like waiting a couple of hours? I just want to get my my covering done on my bow. Oh and yeah, I'm good to go. Yeah, of course. Take take as much time as you need. It's I should probably get some rations and stuff for us all. Uh yeah, cool. Uh, hey, early on, how did you manage to get as strong as you are? Uh, do you really want to know? Yeah. It's a secret. It's a halfling secret. What, is it something only halflings can do? No, anyone can really do it, but it's it's a halfling. It's just a halfling trick. Alright. We, we, will you tell me? Yeah, just come down here. Come down here. And like, she'll indicate to him to lean down. Yeah, yeah. He'll, they'll lean down. And she'll just whisper in, her, in his in the ear. Um, he just work out. Looks at you skeptically. But I've never seen you do that. Mostly you just drink milk and eat and fight. Exactly. That is me working out. I am treating my body right. Milk for the bones. Good strong bones. You can kick ass. Good food to give you energy to kick ass. And, you know, heavy, a lot of heavy stuff. Kicking ass. (laughs) Build up your endurance. See, you can kick ass. But I do that already. <laughs> well then, gotta do your lifts, bro. Never stop like they. <laughs> yeah, but honey, do you even lift? I lift cockatrices. That's what I lift. What do you lift? It seems more like you were dragging it. From what I hear. <laughs> Kill it and then bring it back 10 miles. You did very well, I'll admit. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be teasing you. Um, yeah, I, I don't really... I've always been the stronger, strongest of my siblings. So... I mean, I did more, like, exercise and stuff when I was younger to like work out and get strength up and stuff because oh I love him but my big brother is a wuss and my little sister I just have to protect so you know someone has to be the strong one did you have a a hard time growing up then nope 
Not at all. Because they knew not to mess with me. Alright. Rhiannon will go up to the bar and order, like, a giant tankard of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alright. You guzzle that milk down with your breakfast. Easy Mm -hmm. enough. Alrighty. Um, as you are drinking your milk, I think this is where we are gonna, since we have uh, more to get to, this is where we're gonna end today's session. Oh my gosh. <laughs> good I'm job. Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. Uh, yeah, uh, this is where we're gonna end today's session. To our listeners, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Deck of Queers, for announcements whenever we upload new content. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time, here, the Deck of Many Queers. Bye! Bye. <laughs>